The following podcast may contain adult language and conversations revolving around situations not suitable for immature audiences. Spoilers and general political incorrectness can often be expected, so listener discretion is advised. They must be destroyed on sight! for a little bonus episode of they must be destroyed on site movie podcast and i'm joined by paul how are you doing sir hello good good glad to be back excellent uh we sort of devised this on the fly uh, after we recorded our uh, latest episode of italian horror month or our series or whatever the hell we're calling it and we were just sort of thinking uh what what could we do for some little bonus episodes and seeing as how this podcast although it's not strictly horror it does sort of lean towards horror more often than not so uh let's do what every other horror podcast out there does and do the cliched favorite halloween movies list yay yeah. cliche I think it's probably the only second, the second most used cliche for podcasts that do horror movies uh, after actually just doing like a whole series on the Halloween movie series. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we decided we were just going to do some uh, lists up of basically our, fa- our favorite uh, movies to watch on or around Halloween. And then we'd uh, also throw in some like bonus ones that we consider like sort of like fun party Halloween movies, like to have some friends over and, and drink and enjoy. Uh, I think our like our main lists are going to be a bit more conventional and maybe a bit more uh, I don't know serious. I'd say in a way maybe. No, no, we don't serious. <laughs> it's just conventional. I lose that word. All boring. Right. This is a boring show. It's boring. Okay, so I guess we'll just go back and forth. I'll get you to uh, read one of your picks off your uh, first list, there, Paul. Okay. Uh, my first one is the classic 1980 or 68 film Night of the Living Dead, and I watch it every Halloween. Many people watch horror movies. You'll see this movie in like half the movies you watch because someone's playing it on a TV somewhere. Yeah, so that's really fun. Um, I always like to pick, point it out, and pick it out when I see it in movies. But yeah, this is the iconic film for me. I guess uh, James Rolfe, there, the angry video game nerd uh, for his Cinemassacre channel, he's got this great series on like old horror movies and stuff like that. And he did some pretty extensive coverage of uh, like the Night of the Living Dead locations and stuff, didn't he? So, so like, look for that. You know, if you haven't seen it yet, you know, if you just got on the internet yesterday or whatever. Yeah, uh, I don't know when this is going up, but if you're in Pennsylvania at all or can make it on the 9th of October, which is you still got still got a few days away. They're having a special uh, night day dawn. I guess the, the convention is called night, basically a night of living dead convention in Evan City with a whole bunch of people that are going to be there. And they're going to do tours of locations and, and screenings of videos and everything. So make it if you can. Cool. It's probably going to go up on the same day as the uh, second part of our Italian horror series. It's just a little bonus content. So yeah, I mean, if yeah. you're in the, if you're in the area and you, you know short drive, go check it out. Free admission, and then you just pay for whatever you get there and do. So there you go. I'll do I'll do a pick off my list here. Um, I'll say 1979's Phantasm is one I generally watch nice. in October. The whole movie just feels like October to me. Just you know the tall man in his mortician's suit walking around, going boy. <laughs> Boy, 
I met uh, Angus Grimm. Have you? Sweet. Yep, he's a very nice guy. That's what uh, that's what I was here. Everyone said I've never heard anyone say that he was a dick. So. No, <laughs> he's like the nice grandpa. Yeah, it's kind of cool that he's going to actually get to play the tall man one last time in the Phantasm Five. Because let's let's face it, it's going to be the last time he's getting up there in years. He's been up there. Yeah, he's been up there in years. His whole career, pretty much, hasn't he? Yeah, uh, he's in a really great movie that I was going to put on this list, and I I, I didn't. But I'll just say it anyway. It's called Mind Warp. It's oh, a yeah. very epic, but but little known Bruce Campbell film. You have to see it. Right on. There you go. Right yeah. on. But yeah, I like I like Phantasm. I like the little uh, Jawa ripoff dwarf monsters. Uh-huh. And yeah, and it's just a mind fuck movie. It's, it's one that doesn't make much sense at all because it's all sort of like dream logic kind of thing. So it's almost like an American Fulci film, in right? Some, yeah, in some ways. I love uh, I love all the pictures of him. Uh, the old time pictures where he's like you, they kind of zoom in and there's a little live action picture and it zooms back out. I love when they do that in the film. Yeah, it's and really they really good. they really make him crazy picking up caskets by himself and just walking around and it's a great film. Yeah, and, and really... big big boobs, but on a kind of an ugly woman, but big boobs. <laughs> all right, so uh, we'll go for the second one off off your uh, list there, Paul. Well, I'm going to go with another one made by the same person who helped write uh, Night of the Living Dead, John Russo, his Midnight. This is a movie that I've only been uh, into for a few, for a very short amount of time, a few years now, because I didn't know of it. But once I've watched it, I can't stop watching it. It's one of those kind of films. Uh, definitely, definitely has a vibe of Night of the Living Dead, plus with a nice little Chekhov's Chainsaw vibe to it, too. It's pretty interesting. Uh, definitely check it out if you can. Cool. What's the see? I've never I've never seen that one. What is what's the uh, plot? Well, I didn't know if it had a plot. I can't remember. I've never watched it. Uh, <laughs> it it's a it's it's different. It's different. It's a different style to this movie. At, at first, it comes off as uh, it starts with a, a family killing killing the demons, killing the evil, or whatever, and then they end up like killing like people that are local to them. That's that's the beginning of the uh, film. Then it cuts off into this more uh, teenager film where the teenager has to run away from home. She picks, she gets picked up by two people in a van that she's hitchhiking, basically a, a white man and a black man, <clears throat> boys, people, teenagers, whatever. And they basically are heading down to someplace, this magical land, Southern South of where they got picked up. And then they go and basically because they're both hitchhike, they all have no money. So they end up like stealing groceries and stuff. It's pretty interesting. The film plays on race a little bit because uh, they go into Pennsylvania. They're in Pennsylvania town and they go there and uh, basically they go into a bar and they said, basically, we don't serve people like you and this and that and the whole deal. Uh, I've been in Pennsylvania for many years. I've never been in a bar where they've actually said anything like that in person. So I, I don't think that's true. I mean, <laughs> we keep our racism to ourselves, damn it. That's right. We'll serve you, but we won't be happy about it. They go camping to get away from the, the people. They drive up this, you know, in the middle of nowhere and go camping. Well, and then they find these people, and you think they're cops, but they're not. And then they then they kill things, and the girl gets mixed up, and they're trying to kill the girl and sacrifice and Satan. All that kind of comes back out. It's pretty interesting. It's got a couple different twists and turns. It's a basic movie. It's got a lot of – It's it's a little simplistic at times. But I do enjoy it. So it's definitely it's not it's not straightforward. It's got a couple different things going on. Little angles in it. 
but definitely Good. go check it out. Yeah, I like to see. I like to see what you think about. It. I'm sure you can find it on the interwebs. The the first little bit you were talking about there almost sounds like reminds me of Frailty with uh, Bill Paxton and. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, their, their dad goes crazy. We got to start killing demons. Yeah. Demons. Awesome. Kill the demons. Okay, another one off my list. Uh, I'll just go for. Fuck it. Uh, I'm sure these are both on your list as well, so I'll just go for the obvious. Uh, Halloween and Halloween 2, I just counted them as one entry. because That's the funny thing, is you'd think they would be on my list, but they are. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I picked those, and I and this picked them as one entry, because honestly, I do tend to watch them back-to-back. Back yeah, they have to go back-to-back. Back. You have yeah. to watch them back-to-back, back. yeah. Because it all takes place during the night he came home. My, uh, uh, my father is the one who introduced me to Halloween way back when I was a kid and that's what i wanted like he did jaws and halloween and those are two nice. films that have been with me forever so and i i mean i don't know what else we can say about halloween other than you know it's it's, it's both the most cliched pick for a, a list about halloween movies and probably the most apt at the same time i like halloween too the more i watch it the more i like it before i was sort of the mindset that it's kind of lazy because it just has a bit more gore going on to try to you know make it more interesting but after after watching it so many times now i actually come to think of it as being pretty much on par with the original Original, so I always look at them. I know this is incorrect, and I'll get yelled at by horror like elitists. But I always look at them as one movie. Yeah, and, I, and, and it also helps because I watch them in succession all the time. So I just look at them as one movie. Yeah. All right. Uh, move back to your list, there, Paul. Well, you took two of mine. Thanks a lot. Um, <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I watch it every Halloween too. But I watch these. I watch most of these movies consecutively during the year, let alone just on yeah. Halloween. But as far as Halloween goes, this is definitely on my list of just the classics. Got to pull out some classics, you know what I mean, on, on mm-hmm. Halloween. So definitely uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You don't really need to talk about it. It's Texas Chainsaw fucking Massacre. Yeah, good pick. Another one I'll go for is Pet Cemetery from 1989. Ah, that road. Yeah, that road. Uh, you know. Dead speak. <laughs> I I I don't I don't know if I'm sounding like I'm from New England or if I'm just fucking Jimmy Stewart. Ah, um, uh, uh, I'm strapping one on you, Jimmy. Ah. Yeah, there's there's a there's a suspicious looking kid over there. <laughs> oh wow, that was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, you don't go back there into that burial ground. <laughs> But that's, <laughs> that's, that's where the Micmac used to bury their dead. Yeah. It's a, yeah, I like that film. I don't like part two as much. No, part two is part two's the only thing part two's got going for it is Clancy Brown, who's fucking batshit crazy in it. But yeah, but the rest of it is the story is fuck, it's lame. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Edward Furlong, that's back when he was still famous. That's I think that's like pretty much the only reason that film really gets any notice anymore is because Edward Furlong was in it, and that dude from ER, uh, Anthony Edwards, he was in it. Yeah, that that, that movie kind of sucks. The original's the best because it's just, there's nothing played for laughs. I mean, it's just a fucking brutal, desolate, hopeless kind of film, having a kid get run over by a fucking truck on the road. Yeah, that's uh, Gage, right? Yeah, Gage coming back, uh, possessed by an evil spirit, coming after his dad with a fucking uh, scalpel or whatever it was. Really screws up the mom when she falls out of the attic. She's yeah. really messed up, yeah. I mean, that's that, it has a lot of stuff. And Fred Gwynn, I mean, I'm just happy that Fred Gwynn was in another movie. You know what I mean? That kind of yeah. thing. So. 
yeah, it was good to good to see him in a, in a horror movie, and uh, I, I also like uh, the flashbacks uh, Denise Crosby's character has of her of her sister that had like that really bad spinal disease or whatever the hell it was. Mm, yeah, her her sister Zelda, and yeah, the Zelda. creepy creepy ass sister. Yeah, there's there's just a lot of fucking like freaky fucking shit in that film, and I I tend to watch it a lot. Uh, around uh, October. It, it's another one that feels like fucking October. I mean, whenever I think of Maine, I usually think of like the fall and fucking dead leaves and stuff like that. So I always yeah. think about the, the smash lobster pot on the rocks with the chowder. <laughs> Very stereotypical, I know. And I always think about how his boy came back from the war all messed up. <laughs> Love he it. started walking around crazy like we had to put him down again. Yeah, I, I actually haven't watched that film in years. I, I like the way it's just like Stephen King actually borrowed from another uh, another uh, pick on my list here that I'll get to eventually. But like that whole story that uh, Gwen's uh, fucking character Judd talks about how uh, they tried burying someone up in the pet cemetery at one point um, in the in the after effects of that. Yeah, it, it was just really really good. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, so we'll go back to another pick on your list there, Paul. I'm going straight to classics again. This is uh, Vincent Price's Last Man on Earth, one of the films that basically made all the other films on my list possible, basically. (laughs) So there you go. Uh, If anybody hasn't seen it, it's definitely something you should see, a very apocalyptic. He's cleaning up the place, living by himself. There's there's these these kind of roamers going around that are like vampires and it's just it's really creepy. One thing I noticed about like something that Night of the Living Dead also shares is the beginning of the film already sets you into the creepy ass atmosphere you need to be. Yeah. The music and then the, the scenes of death and just solitude everywhere. It's beautiful. Yeah, all the uh, bodies like wrapped up and yeah, just being, laying around and yeah, great. Yeah, it is. A, it is a creep. It's got real creepy imagery and the fact that a lot of I think all of it was shot in Italy, wasn't it? Yeah, it was uh, shot in yeah Italy. Yep. yep. Yeah. So uh, although it's trying to pass off as an American city, it's like obviously not one. So it's yeah. it's kind of got a weird it's kind of got a weird vibe to it. It just feels kind of off and not right. And so it, it works really well. It's still a pretty effective film, I think. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. Good pick. Next one I'm going to go for is uh, two more. I'm just picking as one uh, pick. I'm going to go with uh, Creep Show and Creep Show Two. Okay, and I, yeah, yeah. And I, I I always like to watch these ones back to back too. Um, I can hold my breath for a long, a long time. time. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I I like Creep Show One a lot more than I like Creep Show Two. Creep Show Two has its charms. Uh, I think the only problem with Creep Show Two is that as kind of funny as the last uh, story in it is, it's kind of weak as well to a certain degree. The the, the one of the hitchhiker or whatever that that lady yeah. runs over. Thanks and, for the ride, lady. Thanks for the ride, lady. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, my favorite from them is uh, is the the crate is my favorite. The crate's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I also do like the uh, the wooden Indian uh, and uh, the the raft. I like them as well. But yeah. the, the crate's my favorite. Yeah, I, I like. Uh, just tell like, him to call you Billy. Just tell him to call you Billy. <laughs> Adrian uh, Barbo, she's one of those ones. The face has always been a little bit off for me, but look at those tits. Yeah, Swamp Thing. Yep, made that move. Made that movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Good casting there, Wes. 
fucking creep show too. Uh, who's it? Uh, I keep getting it's George Kennedy. Yeah, George Kennedy is the old guy in the in the old old Chief Woodenhead thing. Like that's actually a pretty good segment. I thought it was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, we'll go back to another pick for you there, Paul. Okay, this is one I got a long time ago in a dollar bin because of Halloween. Yeah, they make these dollar bin movies for Halloween. It's great. Mm-hmm. Werewolf vs. Vampire Woman, a Paul Nashe film from the seventies. Definitely cool, super cool vibes going on in there. Vampire vibes, misty fogs, catacombs, caves. Awesome, shitty overdub acting. It's great. <laughs> uh, of course, Paul Nashe for me is a bit. I'm a big fan of Paul Nashe, especially now. But this was my first film introducing me to the Spanish horror scene, so definitely check it out. And like I said, you could probably generally find it for a buck. Yeah. Um, although, if, if if I were you, I try to find like a half decent version that's like you know uncut or whatever because and that might be a little bit harder to do but uh it, it, it's definitely floating around on just about every one of those fucking like mill creek fucking, absolutely mill creek yeah. thank you for showing me tons of shit and yeah. literally i mean shit that's, that's one of the that's one of the best things about those mill creek things though is introduce you to films that you didn't know existed mm-hmm. and often under different a different title than what it showed up as here. The best thing is like you will buy a Mill Creek thing. Let's just say it's one of the 50 movies for for $20. You're guaranteed to get 10 awesome films for 20 bucks. How can you, you know what I mean? Like, you know, uh, the, the other 40 might be craptastic, but 10 of them is going to be, are going to be awesome. Yeah. I can't begin to like count how many like really interesting films I've, I've found on those. Well, the, uh, one of the films I just love, I watch it all the time. I know it's, it's, you know, the Ivan Marks, you know, kind of mockumentary or whatever, technically. Oh, Legend of Bigfoot. I love Legend of Bigfoot. I love it so much. I watch it all the time. I love that. That's on there. The Naked Massacre, The Bat. Sometimes Phantom of the Opera is on there. Hunchback mm-hmm. of Notre Dame is on there. Uh, Night of the Living Dead, of course. Last Man on Earth. Well, uh, Were- Werewolf vs. the Vampire. Werewolves in a Girl's Dormitory is on there sometimes. Yep. Like you said, we could just go on because there's sometimes there's just so many damn good films. It's amazing. Yeah, and you, you often get these like really obscure like American releases and stuff like that that maybe were maybe even never made it to a drive-in theater in their day. They just kind of got shelved. And yeah. Plus, you but, can get like really cool ones. That, that just show like a whole style that 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 most people missed like atomic mm-hmm. age vampire you know what yeah. i mean like like things like that that you normally won't see on general tv they just don't play them you know and uh honestly they could be 50 49.99 you could be a dollar a piece and it's okay because as long as oasis of the zombies is on there that's worth 50 bucks alone <laughs> just, just ask Daniel. He'll tell you. Worth worth all the money in the world. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure he, you know, he's a big fan of that one. He is. He is. He's going to get it tattooed to his chest, but he's got to shave off that big uh, mane he's got on, on his belly. Yeah. I don't think his wife will let him do that, though. Oh, I want to lick it. <laughs> all right. Uh, we'll move back to a pick from me. Fuck. I'll go with Prince of Darkness, 1987, John Carpenter's. Uh, that was boring as piss to me. Was it? Yeah, I think I and I I always thought it was really funny that like Alice Cooper was supposed to be in, it and all he does is like walk around and stare. Yeah, Alice Cooper's in it for like three seconds. Yeah. <laughs> he gets to he gets he gets to kill one guy. They and, they uh, they it's kind of creepy though. I mean, the, the, with the, all the hobos and stuff like that that kind of stand around and they screw people up pretty good. So yeah. I mean, it is a bit, it is really interesting and and the the aura through that are that's coming out of this relic is pretty cool too so yeah. sort of mixes up like religion with science and it's kind right. of 
it's kind of a Lovecraftian kind of vibe to it where, oh, yes. you know, there's no actual God or devil. It's more like, uh, the, the thing in the, in the vial or whatever that breaks out is like the anti-God or just some sort of like ultimate <laughs> evil presence. It's, it's the yin and yang of an alternate, you know, an, an ultimate entity. It's a yin yeah. and yang kind of an idea, and it's that's it's very interesting. It's the unnameable, basically, but within within this kind of cosmic realm. I like yeah. I, I like the film, but it but it doesn't move fast enough, especially to for today's standard. I don't, I think the film doesn't move, and it doesn't. And the thing is about it not moving very fast enough. It's it only it only poses questions instead of answers while it's not moving fast enough. What is it? I don't know. What is it? I don't know. What is it? I still don't know. I, I, I like it for that, though, honestly. I like that it doesn't really explain too much. I, I like it has that twist ending uh, at the very end there where they were getting these, like, uh, signals from the future, trying yeah. to warn them about what was going to happen. And, right, right. Yeah. This is not a dream. Not a dream. We are using your brain's electrical system as a receiver. We are unable to transmit through conscious neural I do appreciate the green cum shots. (laughs) I did appreciate that. (laughs) But, and and I like the, uh, I like the scene where the one guy he, who left, he gets killed and then he's standing out there at being used as like a messenger for the people inside the building. Hello. 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 I've got a message for you. And you're not going to like it. Pray for death. Mm-hmm. And he start he's slowly turning in the bugs. There's yeah. leaking leaking out there. It's it's I, I find it really creepy. I think it is it is a little slow. Donald Pleasance overacts a little too much. I mean, I, I I enjoy him when he overacts, but here he was like just flying off the fucking walls while everyone yeah, else is playing yeah. it like dead straight. There there was a bit of a clash there, but overall, I think it's a really awesome movie, and I've been watching it a lot lately since, especially since I got it on the my Scream Factory uh, DVD, which is fucking awesome. There's two other uh, Donald Pleasant films that a lot of people don't know about, and hopefully you could get them on those packs that we were talking about. One that is worth watching is called uh, Land the Lair or Land of the Minotaur. Yeah, definitely, definitely worth watching. And the other one that I enjoyed was called Night Creature. Hmm, never heard so of Night Creature. Definitely check it out. Yeah. All right. So back to you for another pick, Paul. Okay. Iconic again. Evil Dead. Evil Gotta Dead. watch Evil Dead. That could go on either one. You could either have a pizza party with that motherfucker or just watch it by yourself. Because yeah. Evil Dead. Well, um, honestly, I'd say uh, the first Evil Dead is more of a watch by yourself, and Evil Dead Two would be the pizza party one. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah, because Evil Dead 2 really ramps up the comedy and, you know, really starts making Ash the character we know today. I could probably amount to a year of my life complete where I've gone to bed and woke up to the sound of the... 
scream <laughs> screen playing on the DVD player when I woke up. Yeah, because that's how many much times that we've watched that growing up with our friends and everything. It's it's one of those films that is going to live forever with us. Yeah, good pick, good pick. I'll go with Death Dream, also known as Dead of Night from 1974, a Canadian-made horror film. Um, I alluded to earlier in my pick of Pet Cemetery that uh, there's a little mini flashback story that essentially t- rips the story from this film and uses it. The story is about a ki- young kid who goes, you know, small town kid goes to Vietnam and dies there. But one night he shows back up home and they presume maybe it was like, you know, uh, he was falsely identified as being killed over, over the seas. But it's obvious there's something wrong with him. And he's slowly starting to turn into this like kind of zombie creature who is you know needs blood to survive so he's like totally soulless and he's going around killing people and his parents are trying to cover it up and because they they just can't deal with the trauma of him being dead uh so they they won't let it go and it's got sort of like allusions to like the monkey's paw to a certain degree as well and because they they're sort of they, they, at the beginning of the film, they sort of wish for him to not be dead, and so it's kind of alluded to that maybe he came back because of them. And it's really good. It's a really creepy fucking film, man. Like, there's just one scene. He goes to the drive-in with his friend, with his uh, friends, uh, his old girlfriend or whatever is along there w- with him to try to sort of rekindle something, and he just goes batshit. Like he, he his thirst for blood makes him start back into uh, recess into his sort of zombie mode. And he um, kills kills his ex girlfriend or whatever, and it's pretty pretty fucking brutal. It's it's like right up there with uh, the brutal kill of uh, I guess the character's Annie in uh, Halloween, the uh, the uh, strangling in the car there. Yeah. So it's it's really really well done. It's it's a very 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 creepy film. I have to watch it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's on YouTube. So it's it it goes by Death Dream or Dead of Night. Uh, those it's kind of weird. It's like Prowler meets Zombie meets Enemy Within. Yeah, with Emilio Estevez when he gets all ape shit from being in the war. Is that mm-hmm. it? Yeah, yeah, something something like that. Like yeah. it, it is it is a commentary on like uh, post traumatic stress as well in the war and how the war affected American society and stuff, the Vietnam war. So like there, there are those elements in there as well. But, uh, of course he happens to come back with uh, PTSD of a different kind, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but it, it is, it is really creepy, especially when he reverts. Post-traumatic like, zombification disorder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because when when he reverts back to his zombie mode, he's just like super creepy. He's just like vampiric zombie kind of thing, and it's just really freaky as fuck. So right, yeah. So go back to a pick from you, Paul. Well, I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm actually finishing out my uh, list because you okay. took away. Well, uh, you, well, technically well, you would have took two from, away from me if you picked those ones. So yeah, but you know I would have felt better about that. Yeah, because I'm the winner. But now no. <laughs> I'm going super uh, cheesy on the end uh, and fun because Halloween is for my whole family, not just me. Who am I fucking kidding? I'm watching these. I don't care if my family's there or not. Uh, it's, uh, I'm just going to say both of them, and then we'll finish up your list, and then we'll go on to the other ones. These are kids' kid, kiddie movies, but these are movies that are have always been with me, and I love them. It is Hocus Pocus, and I always watch uh, Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, every fucking Halloween, and I don't care. If it makes me less of a man... I'm not much of a man to begin with anyway, so there you go. <laughs> nice. All right. Uh, well, I'll just uh, I'll throw 
throw here quickly the uh, last few ones on my uh, main list. I'll, I'll mention one that we're going to be doing uh, next week, Black Sabbath from 1963. I <laughs> uh, love that one. It's one of my favorite anthology horror films. Save the review for next, next week. Uh, I'll also mention Sleepy Hollow from 1999. Johnny Depp and uh, Christina Ricci and cameo from Christopher Lee in there. And I really like that one. I, I think it perfectly sort of captures like Halloween kind of imagery or whatever. So it's one of uh, Tim Burton's better films, I think. And of course, Christopher Walken as the uh, headless horseman is pretty fucking badass mm-hmm. in that film. So it's really I'll good. Have to, I'll have to watch it again. I just never enjoyed it. So I'll have to watch it and see if my, I've changed, you know, yeah. see, see if I can look at the film a little differently. I'll, I'll mention Dawn of the Dead from 1978. It's a good one. That's yeah, the one I was actually thinking about putting on my party list, but I didn't. So I knew you were going to mention it. So I was like, eh, I don't know. Let's yeah. off. That's, that's one of the ones I watch all the time anyway, but I, I, yeah, just, exactly. I, I especially watch it at least once or twice in October. So, yeah. so that's a good one. And finally on my main list, uh, I will just mention uh, the 1979 remake of Nosferatu. Klaus Kinski. My favorite uh, vampire film. And uh, that's one I always watch around Halloween. I, I do watch it a couple times a year, but uh, especially Halloween has become a sort of a mainstay in my rotation. Our fire's burning bright, our faces in the night. I remember Halloween, they got hack football, to the dead are on his own. I remember Halloween. Brownlee's vertigo, West Skelton Life is old. I remember Halloween, this day, and a big go, but the body's hang from both. I remember Halloween.
Okay, uh, I guess we can move on to our uh, sort of more party, fun Halloween movies kind of list. Yeah, so uh, I'll let you go with your uh, first pick, Paul. Okie dokie. All right, we're going to get a little cameo from um, Gutter Henson in this one. This is Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers. (laughs) Great fun film. Lots of boobs, lots of blood. There you go. Simplistic. These are all simplistic. Easy, (laughs) Easy forward. Boobs and blood. Let's go. One I'll pick is Return of the Living Dead. There's a, there's another one that's all boobs and blood, pretty much. Yeah, well, that's a good fun. That's a fun one. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that's one I used to watch with my friends all the time back in the days when we were still renting VHSs and stuff. Like I the, can just hear the guy in my head. Oh God! Oh God! Yeah. Uh, I love that one. It, it's a gr- it's a great little satire as well. It just makes fun of like eighties culture, like to a T. I mean, you got Linnea yeah. quickly. Dancing on those tombstones with the, those laggings on and nothing else. Yeah. One thing that always ticked me off is I saw on the U of Tubes that someone made a top 10 worst monsters and they mm-hmm. put the Tar Man on, on it. Really? Yeah. And I'm like, what are you talking about? The Tar Man is awesome. They got to be kidding? fucking shitting me, man. Tar Man's yeah. fucking badass. It is badass, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just the, that scene where he bites into uh, the dude's the, head there. Yep. Yeah. Like a big candied apple, huh? Yeah. There it is. Like the main the main punk rock guy who was actually like a decent guy who was trying to look out for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and he just gets More bit for brain. his trouble. More brains. And he like talks. And yeah. that, was, that was different. You know, that's just different. If you go from Night of the Living Dead and watch that, it's like completely changed. It's weird. I do like the, oh, the military's fucked up again. I yeah. like that. I like that kind of play on, on the problematic situation of they just ended up here. We don't know what the fuck. Well, you want to see it? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching Dawn of the Dead, and I just got done watching the Crazies, and we had and he was talking about uh, you know you know like well look at these things. I mean everyone screws up the military. Look how many times the military's fucked up. You know what I mean? Like and how yeah. how you can't really depend on anybody. I mean you have to know what to do because at some point in time everything can get out of hand because everyone screws up. You can't even order a burger without having someone screw it up. You know what I mean? And it's, it was just a real fun thing. And, and uh, Return of the Living Dead definitely plays on that. It's really fun. Yeah, and even if you manage to save the day, the military is just going to nuke your town anyway. So. Yep. Yep. All right, back to another one from you, Paul. This is one that I watched a couple of years ago with some friends, um, and it was a, a good film to watch. Is 976 Evil. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, was it uh, Stephen Joffrey? Joffrey. Yep. And not the Stephen Joffrey films where he gets a different name and does hardcore gay porn. I'm talking about (laughs) completely different style film. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'd say avoid the sequel to that one though. No, yeah. (laughs) I I have I have the sequel. I don't have the original for some reason, but I do have the sequel. I mean obviously uh, Stephen Joffrey from the well known Fright Night. Yeah. No, definitely. Uh, hey, Brewster, guys, you're so cool. You're so cool, Brewster. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do I owe this dubious pleasure? Oh, and of, yeah. co- of course, in the remake, the part of Evil Ed was played by that fucking McLovin kid. I don't know. Didn't watch the remake. <laughs> you didn't miss much. Can't do it. <laughs> Colin Farrell is the vampire, and the McLovin. I, like, I mean, I like Colin Farrell, but I don't want to watch it. It's not a good. Movie. Wasn't David Tennant in it doing something too? Was yeah, he, he was playing the Roddy McDowell part. Yeah, yeah. I don't know anybody who could play the Roddy McDowell part without making me angry, honestly, because I love Roddy McDowell so much. Yeah, because uh, Peter Cushing's dead, and yeah. Roddy McDowell's dead. So basically, why why do people make films anymore? I just don't get it. <laughs> 
don't don't bother. Bitter old man talking. Hold on, just back it up. You know, I, I could actually see like someone like Ian McKellen maybe pulling off. Yeah, because he's, off he's pretty much great. So, all right, move back to pick for me here. Night of the Demons from 1988. That is great, and that introduced me to uh, uh, Bauhaus. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, definitely, definitely a good film. Yeah, it's got a fun, fun soundtrack. It's got uh, Linnea Quigley once again showing the goods and going all demon possessed crazy and putting on lipstick and rubbing it all over her face and then shoving the lipstick tube up her tit and <laughs> yeah it's like, where does it go it's like magic yeah and yeah. just ran- randomly snapping an asian's neck while she's riding it's like whoosh, that- yep jill terachita yeah after uh, the first time i saw her i was always looking for other movies with her in it and then it was only like one or two others that she was ever in and she that was movie in- that movie definitely has some fantastic parts to it Mm-hmm. And she was in Sleepaway Camp uh, three. Three, yeah. 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 I was just watching Sleepaway Camp Part or, or Slumber Party Massacre Part Two. Yeah, I was just thinking about that one too because I was just watching Wings and Crystal Bernard is the girl in, in Slumber Party Massacre Part Two. Yeah, uh, but isn't uh, isn't Sleepaway Camp three Unhappy Campers or Teenage Wasteland? Teenage Wasteland, I think it Teenage is. Teenage Wasteland, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. I don't really care for the Return to Sleepaway Camp, the new one. I own it. It's not no. as good as it's not as good as two as two and three. I kind of got used to that Angela, and now they brought the old Angela back. I'm kind of trying to get reused to it, I guess. No, nah, it just it just felt hokey by that point. It did, it did. yeah. All right, another another pick from you there, Paul. One that we've done on the channel here that I do like to watch, and it's definitely um, definitely okay to, to put it in and have a good conversation while you're eating some pizza, filling some of the down parts, is uh, Madman. Yep. And we've already covered it, so you guys know. Yeah, so you already know how yep. good it is. It's got the greatest theme song for a slasher movie ever. Yep. Long, long ago, the fifth wind blew. From the darkness and the doom, the wind held his mind, and a man turned to murder. Black gusts in the night, damp with their blood, death's breath in the night, dripping their blood, dripping their blood. 
Everything there. Good! I will say The Gate from 1987. Yeah, that's a good one. Don't watch yeah. part two. No, part two is fucking terrible as shit, but The Gate's awesome. It's it's it, it's it's at that point where, like, in the culture where heavy metal guys could be nerds. So, like, the, what, one of the main characters is, like, a heavy metal nerd. Play it backwards. I like it. Yeah. And it's a creepy film. I watched it when I was really young. It's creeped me out. In the, it's just like the little clay demons and stuff. It's mm-hmm. creepy. It's really yeah. creepy. Yeah, it, like, I mean, technically, I think it's like, in a way, it's kind of almost like a sort of like a PG thirteen kind of horror film to a certain degree. But yeah. it's got really creepy elements, and it's got you know like it's a and a little bit. It, it kind of goes to the the the. the uh, it kind of tends to the idea of you know those goddamn kids and their devil music. You know, you got to be yeah. good Christian kids, or we're all gonna die. You know, what I mean, like it plays on that <laughs> a little bit, but. Other than that, it's actually a really cool movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, the deaths and how they come back and just, oh, now my friend's back in, from the wall, the guy in the wall, and oh, man, yeah. it's a good film. Your next pick there, Paul. I put down Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. <laughs> nice. Because why the fuck not? <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, it's, it's corny, it's cheesy, it's fun, it's definitely worth watching. And if you haven't watched it, don't ever think this film will ever be serious ever. It's not. It's fun. I kind of like part two as well. Yes, I did. I did too. Early appearance by George Clooney. Yep. Yeah. Next one I'll mention is Trick or Treat from 1986, which is the sort of heavy, another heavy, heavy metal. Heavy metal one, yeah. Yeah, yep. where a, a rock star sacrifices himself or, or whatever, kills himself, and then He's brought back to life by his biggest fan. I think it was the guy who played Skip on the. No, no, uh, never mind. I'm thinking. No, it was the TV show Family Ties. I think it was. He played. Was it? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, I think it was. Oh shit! I think it was Family Ties. I can't remember which <laughs> one it was, but but he, he was one of the one of those uh, sitcom actors. But uh, uh, real, real, really fun. Uh, it's just goofy as fuck. That's one um, I haven't watched in a very long time. I need to own that. Yeah, there, there's um, sort of bit parts, one from Gene Simmons, uh, back when he still had his original hair, I guess. Uh, <laughs> and uh, one is in a really fun one of as Ozzy Osbourne is like a preacher preaching against devil music on a TV show. It's fucking fantastic. And next week, we'll have with us in the studio a truly fine talent and beautiful personality, Miss Muffy Singleton. And we're back with evangelist and moral crusader, the Reverend Aaron Gilstrom, who's dropped by with some visual aids. We're talking today about rock pornography, and I'll have to agree with you. We have some pretty ribald stuff here. Those, those rockers really have a strange sense of humor, don't they? I don't even think it's a sense of humor. I think they're just out-and-out sick people. I mean, and they're trying to make everyone else around them who, who listens to their music as sick as they are. Uh, Reverend, let me ask you a question. This album... Uh, do it like a dog. Now, this uh, this has to be about animal behavior. Is that right? Let Material me give you a, an example. I okay. have one of the lyrics. Uh, you will, uh, right. Tell me what you, you honestly think is Go right about. ahead. Going to drive my long steel missile down on your love channel. Deep, deep, you'll beg for more. Raising hell and serpent score. Feel me, feel me. Now, what does that mean to you? To me, it means nothing but a sexual act. Demonic beast. 
What happened to the good old simple love song? I love you. That's that's a good word to use. Nowadays, they have to write some sickness. It's just absolutely sick and bizarre, and I'm going to do my utmost best to try and stop it now. Anything you'd like to say in conclusion? These evil people have just got to be stopped. There you go. So you go into the, you know, Hippie the and the the more hardcore Christian worrying about Satan and the other one basically mocking the whole idea. I love it. I'm trying to think. There's a couple different t- movies now, isn't there? With trick or treated in the title. Yeah, there, there's there's another one as well that's on my list. Though. 1983, right? No. What's how? What was your what year was this? So I can write it down. Uh, the one that recently came out, uh, which the is one, the one that, with the heavy metal guy in it. Oh yeah, that one's from '86. '86. Okay, I'm writing it down. Thank you. Uh, so next. Oh next... no! Sorry, it's my turn. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! Uh, it's Killer Clowns from Outer Space. One oh, of the greatest, funnest, bestest movies ever. And uh, I love the creepiest part of the film besides the clowns being creepy is when he uses the cop as a puppet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. That's just, Oh, Ooh, <laughs> it's great. Yeah, uh, John Vernon. Yep. Who was uh, the Dean, the evil, everyone knows him as the uh, evil Dean and the animal house, but uh, yeah, he's been a prick in almost everything he's been in. Yeah. He was, he just, he just played an asshole. Really, I've well. seen, I've seen him play cops a few times and he's always a prick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got to introduce my kids to that movie at some point in time, and that is a that is one I would not let little kids watch. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah, and then I'm going to sprinkle popcorn all around their bed, <laughs> and then just outside their door, start making little clown laughs. <laughs> well, I already I already got a chance for my my youngest daughter to watch uh, uh, Last Man on Earth, considering her last her her name's Morgan. So oh, I yeah. got a chance to watch that, and then I went up to there and I started pounding on our door, going Morgan, Morgan, let me in. So that was oh, Morgan. I might be a bad dad. I don't know. I have to figure <laughs> that. You'll find out in about twenty years if your yeah. kid comes back and kills you. Exactly. Yeah, I can make a horror movie out of me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, I guess I'll just go ahead and mention the other trick or treat uh, trick. Uh, Apostrophe R apostrophe treat from 2007, which is an anthology film that's all tied together around this this little sort of like demon thing that looks like a kid in a Halloween costume, but it, it's actually this little pumpkin headed demon. Uh, I think it's named Sam, if I recall correctly. First time I watched this film, I didn't quite like it. I guess I was just really tired, so I wasn't following what was going on. But all the stories in it are interconnected around him, and he's essentially this enforcer. For Halloween, who enforces Halloween traditions. So if you break Halloween traditions, he'll come and fucking get you. It's a very fun, kind of grisly kind of film. A lot of good actors in it. Uh, interesting stories. And yeah, it's it's really worth checking out. Second time I watched it, I really loved it. And, so is uh, that the uh, the guy with basically like a sack bag over his yeah. head a little bit? Okay. Yeah, it's it's really, really good, actually. I, I was pleasantly surprised. It, it took me right back to sort of like 80s style kind of horror movies. And it, for, like I said, first time I watched it, I, I must have been just t- really tired and wasn't paying attention as much. But second time I watched it, I really loved it. So yeah, really worth the time. Sweet. All right, your next pick, Paul. Okay, another film that we've already covered, but another good one to watch with people is The Deadly Spawn. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. 
just good old fun times, you know, just to, to relic and just to revel in the gore. Mm-hmm. There is another uh, alien movie that I can't think of that is just as fun to watch with people. And it's got this weird, cheesy, bad alien that almost looks like a, a, a scorpion, but a really badly made scorpion. Mm-hmm. And I'm just trying to remember what it is. And they're just running around killing and it's killing people. And it, it basically like turns them into zombies. So they attack the other people and stuff. And it's, it's a fun one, but I have to remember the name of it. I'll probably drop the drop the name on the on the site at some point in time though to All check right. it out. It's a fun, really, really super cheesy, but really fun. All right, uh, next pick for me, I will go with, uh, and my next two movies are by the same director, Fred Decker. Uh, first one I'm going to pick is The Monster Squad from 1987. I'm wearing that shirt right now. Oh, yeah. Sweet. I love that film. Really good sort of love letter to uh, sort of the universal monsters. It starts out, it's got sort of that Goonies kind of vibe to it. You know, it feels like it's just going to be like a kid's movie, but there's some like dead serious kind of horror elements to it as well. No, people um, actually like, get killed in the film. Yeah. <laughs> like there's that one scene where where Dracula has like three young uh, teenage girls locked in his closet that he later turns into his brides or whatever. Yeah. Tom Noonan as the vampire or the uh, Frankenstein. Uh, Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, the coolest creature of the Black Lagoon ever. Yeah, that and... how how that costume hasn't been used in like other like serious creature of the Black Lagoon films or whatever like. I don't know because that is the coolest. Yeah, I mean, if if they ever remake Creature of the Black Lagoon, they need to like go that direction for it. It'd be awesome. I, I actually got a story. I was just told the mummy in the film. Mm-hmm. He was in Seven. Was he? And he was the guy tied up to the bed that looked all emaciated and stuff. Oh yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. And no one told anybody on the crew except one person i'm trying to remember who that was a real dude that no one knew that was real they all thought it was a prosthetic guy yeah and the actor in the film is going up there and saying you got what you deserved that kind of thing Mm -hmm. and he was holding his breath the whole time while he was talking to him and then finally he couldn't hold it anymore so he let out that sigh (laughs) and everyone jumped back and in the film, they really were scared. That was an actual jump back, fall over kind of a thing. Nice. And they, they really used that cut in the film. So that wasn't acting. That was actually them terrified that that thing moved when they didn't expect it to. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the Come box? on. What's in the Someone box? Someone actually told me that they were actually thinking of, instead of Brad Pitt, they were actually going to try to get Sylvester Stallone. Oh Jesus! Uh, what's in the bar? What's in the bar? This is the podcast of the worst impressions ever. <laughs> what's in the box? Come on! Yeah, yeah, what's in the box? Yo, the rap hey, Yo, where, where'd my career go? Is it in the box? Yeah. <laughs> it, oh no, Drudge, Drudge, Judge Dredd killed it for you. Sorry. Yeah, about that. <laughs> I am the law. I am the law. Oh, oh. I like I like Demolition Man. Is Demolition. The rapper, <laughs> pretty good. Yeah, Demolition Man's funny. Yep, it is a funny movie. Back back when movies that bad could get away with like getting in theaters. <laughs> uh, that was good times though. Yeah, that somehow fun. that's somehow. the same time. That's the same time Fifth Element came out around then, and they were both. Yeah. Fun. They're both fun films that weren't actually that bad. They just yeah. everybody ragged on them. And uh, that was the period somehow when Sandra Bullock still had a career. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, wow, boy, I'm old. Now that you say it like that, I feel old as shit. All right, we'll go back to you, uh, you for your next pick, there, Paul. More fun tits. 
and more fun gore. Uh, I'm going to go with Sorority Babes in Slimeball-O-Rama. Oh, yeah. There we go. Oh, yeah. Oh, is that Michelle Bauer? Michelle Bauer, Linnea Quigley, and Brink Stevens. Yep, that's right. And uh, they're the Sorority Babes, and these dorks are basically locked into this (laughs) bowl-o-rama. And they happen to knock over a bowling trophy that contained a magical imp, because that's what you do. And uh, and then basically the movie is then trying to get the imp back into the bottle using the help from the drunk janitor that is he's in every movie noted as the drunk guy. Um, yeah, that was, uh, that was Buck. That was Buck flowers. Wasn't Buck that flowers, yep. Yeah. Yep. And he, we were actually going through laughing about his uh, credentials. Cause every yeah. movie it says like old man, drunk man, drunk, old man, janitor, drunk janitor. Yeah. And then, <laughs> you never see like professor Newman or anything like that. You always see drunk man, drunk, uh, old man, drunk man, hobo. Um, so it was really fun, uh, definitely a fun film, and I was pissed that I haven't watched it earlier. So there you go. Yeah. And uh, that's that's one you can watch back to back with like Nightmare Sisters as well, which is shamelessly all about showing off the three scream queens in the nude as much as possible. That extended bathing sequence alone is worth the price. It's Nothing. almost like uh, Chained Heat or or like the Howling Two. Just watch Sybil Danning's tits the whole movie. You're happy. You're good. <laughs> uh, yeah, Nightmare Sisters is also pretty pretty awesome for that. The next one I'm going to mention, like I said, another Fred Decker film, Night of the Creeps. Oh, yes. Yeah. I got some good news and I got some bad news. The good news is your dates are here. The bad news is they're dead. Yep. That was an extremely creepy movie, too. I mean, the way the way it is when they fall over and then the things that splatter and all the, the alien leeches kind of just go everywhere. That's yeah. a pretty creepy movie. Uh, and it's a fun movie, too, at the same time. And I, I like the fact that there's a lot of films out there that know how to completely balance comedy, horror, and creepiness. Yep. And this is one of those ones that does it. And uh, Tom Atkins, right? Tom Atkins being a badass. Being a badass, as usual. Just like in The Monster Squad, there's even like some serious elements to it as well. So there's a, it's oh, a yeah. good, good balance of this sort of like uh, schlocky fun and seriousness in it yeah so. yeah i'm gonna my next pick has nothing about serious in it it's my name is bruce <laughs> my name is my bruce. name is bruce awesome. if you're a fan of evil dead if you're a fan of bruce campbell in any way you need to watch this film and it, and you need to get other people that like bruce campbell as well and eat lots of pizza and drink lots of things it's, it's very self it's a beautiful self-aware mockumentary almost to bruce campbell himself mm-hmm. and he just goes to town you know you, you indulge the fans you indulge the character and you make fun of everything at the same time. Yeah, it's awesome. He just plays himself as like this major fucking asshole. Right. <laughs> I love the fact that it's like basically a basically in my idea because we were always talking about this growing up that they should make a film where Bruce Campbell actually fights the army of darkness in real life and mm. basically this film embodies that. It, yeah. It's it's Bruce Campbell being hired to actually fight a real demon. So. That's perfect. And the demon's like the uh, god of bean curd or something like that. Guandi is yeah. his name. Guandi <laughs> is his game. The Chinese believe there is a god of everything. A god of the sun, the moon, the wind, and rain. It's hard to imagine, and it may sound absurd, 
But there's even a patron saint of being curved. Wandy is his name. Wandy is his name. Want you, Guan me, Guandi. Guandi is his name. In the mining town of Golik, the year was 1870. The Chinese came to work and rid themselves of poverty. Then one night it happened, disaster struck. A rumble from below. The Chinese were stuck, and old Chinaman prayed for the loved ones he so cherished, asking the saint of courage to protect uh -oh. the souls who perished. Wandi is his name. Wandi is his name. Wan Yu, Guan Mi, Guandi. Wandy is his name. With flashing red eyes and a flowing white beard, everyone knew he was a god to be feared. No living creature survived his wrath. Everyone knew not to ever cross his path. Wandy is his name. Wandy is his name. Wan you, Wan me, Wandy. Wandy is his name. Wandy. Uh, yep, he's the sacred god of being curd. Yeah, so and, and, uh, and and Ted Raimi plays three different characters. Yeah, so that's awesome. Yeah, he he plays three different characters in the same movie. Oh, behind all, and I, I love it. <laughs> and I I don't know. Uh, what do you think about his his uh his old Chinese man? Do you think it's good? Yeah, I, mean, no, it's good. I enjoy it. I I think it's pretty awesome. I, mean, I like uh I like his uh, painter. I play the sun. I play the damn sign. I, I picked the beauty. I picked the beauty side. <laughs> yeah, they just have a lot of fun on that one. Yeah, it uh, really does. It really there's a lot of laughs in it. Okay, well, I guess I got my final pick on my uh, list of the sort of party fun movies for Halloween. Uh, I'm gonna go with Wild Zero from 1999, which is a Japanese zombie movie starring uh, or at least featuring the band Guitar Wolf, which is a uh, pretty well-known Japanese rock band. This movie is almost like a vanity project for them where it just makes them look like the coolest motherfuckers ever. It's like after you watch it, you want to go out and buy their records if you haven't had them beforehand. The best thing about it, though, is that uh, if you get, I believe it's the, yeah, the Synapse Films uh, DVD version of it. I don't know if it's on any other uh, versions. It comes with a built-in drinking game. So, yeah, so uh, every, every time this uh, little icon beer icon comes up on the on the screen you drink so you basically watch the movie and get plastered and it makes the movie more enjoyable of course because you're getting drunker as you're watching it yeah um, and it, it's it's a movie with like all kinds of you know Jap typical japanese weirdness like lots of over top gore 
creepy, weird, pedophile-like characters and rapists and mm-hmm. fucking uh, a love story that ends up, girl ends up being a transgendered character. So there's all kinds of weird shit in it. And it's really, really a lot of fun, though. There's a couple other films, and I'm trying to remember where they are, like Vampire Girl versus Frankenstein Girl. And uh, there's another one with... Um... Just trying to think of all these crazy gore splatter Japanese movies that have been coming out that came out a couple times. I have one where it's basically this woman fights all these uh, genetically modified people and and it's just blood everywhere, completely chaos. It's kind of like the same thing with the Frankenstein uh, girl versus uh, zombie girl or something. Or something like Dracula girl versus Frankenstein girl. It's just complete chaos and blood and over craziness. Yeah, the, the Japanese are just like milking that kind of stuff now. It's like so a few Japanese directors back in the day made some weird movies, and then now it's like caught on with all the film geeks and stuff so much that every new Japanese like horror movie or, or exploitation movie you see these days is like it's got to have like a girl with like a mechanical penis or something like that, yeah, or you know, exactly. shoot or like mutating into weird shit. And uh, yeah, <laughs> that's the Japanese for you. They yeah, the one, the one, the uh... one. The, he was having sex with this girl, and then it bit his uh, penis off, and, and it turns out, like, and then you could just see her morph into this giant toothed vagina, basically. <laughs> and her legs are just sticking out of this giant toothed vagina, and she's just laughing, he's bleeding to death, and it's just, it's almost like, you ever see R.I.P.D.? No, I, I, I avoided that. Like That's play. actually a really good movie. It's actually it? really funny. I think it was enjoyable, yeah. But basically what happens is they're already dead, and then when they get activated to the death thing, they go all crazy and mutilated and weird. And then, oh. you know, and that's kind of like what happens here. It's like these people tr- get triggered, and then they turn into these weird-ass mutant things, and then she has, uh, you know. And the thing about Japanese gore films is it's red water out of a hose. It's not... <laughs> They don't fuck around with blood. They're just shooting high C at you, motherfuckers. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's pretty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you got anything else on your uh, list there, Paul? Or I got I got two more. Yeah. All right. I have uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre two. Ah, that's a good pick for. Oh, some fun crazy list. booger just skits through here. A booger <laughs> is crazy booger. I'm uh, gonna get that hog bitch. Yeah, it's hog bitch. Uh, I it's it's one of those fun films that uh, it it's almost refreshing that it took the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, took a very loose plot and just the three character main characters and made a completely different fucking film. Yeah. They didn't try to make a part two, really. They just, fuck it, we're just gonna make a whole different film, put Dennis Hopper cracked on a heroin with big chainsaws. We're good. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think everyone was doing drugs when they were making that movie. I mean, uh, there I've seen, I've, I've read, like, there have been rumors, like, that uh, Toby Hooper was, like, a big time cokehead for like a lot of the peak of his career i guess yeah so and it might have to do with why he sometimes lost out getting jobs and how like steven spielberg apparently directed most of poltergeist and uh <laughs> oh, no shit yeah so texas chainsaw massacre like what do you do after you make like one of the most iconic uh creepy scary horror movies ever made uh let's go the opposite direction and turn it into like a black comedy so yeah it's yeah, actually kind of a ballsy I'm- move but it's a ballsy move, and the whole site is like, okay, we have the bone-filled farmhouse. I mean, that's fine, but now mm-hmm. we need to go completely ape shit crazy and fill this cavern with everything. Mm-hmm. Not just like a couple things, everything. I want a plane in there. I want everything. And uh, the first kill in the movie, 
is completely cheesy when his head kind of falls off and you can see all this the the three you know the different blood squirting out like hoses yeah. and stuff it's pretty interesting it's a fun film it's my wife's favorite one of my wife's favorite films too nice. so uh, yep so it's it's uh Definitely one to watch, uh, but to have fun with. Don't try to sit down and say, "Oh, I'm going to watch a serious horror movie." Yeah, you know. And I think this whole list is basically like that. You guys already know that you're in, you're going in there for fun. Yeah. Uh, my yeah. last one is uh, if you you don't have any more. Or... No, I'm 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 done. Okay, my next one, my last one is a film that I just threw on here. I could have thrown like Piranha Two, and I mean you can throw a lot of different films on here, but. <laughs> One free is I bought when I was really young. I bought it at a, on VHS at a like a flea market with my grandma. It's Basket Case. Ah, uh-huh, there we go. And it's this was one we used to watch on Halloweens and stuff back when I was really young. So Basket Case, I had to put it on. Just crazy. And the Basket Case, you know, and then the, she he finds a girl that had one cut off her, and they bang. And while they bang, those things bang. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where the cock and pussy is but they're banging away and it's just like oh it's a happy ending everyone's banging yeah <laughs> that's one fucking twisted series like yeah, yeah. I'm, like, I'm like I'm nine watching things bang whatever <laughs> you know what I mean I'm yeah. just, there you go we're good that's like, just it. like really low budget freaky shit and honestly that series is a good one to watch with it's alive series yes it's yeah. alive and chud chud as well well I wouldn't I wouldn't watch chud too though Bud the Chud. Oh my okay. God, is that movie bad? <laughs> Holy fuck, is that movie bad? Uh, some of the best movies about here, if when you watch the horror genre, especially if you go into the cheese ball genre and stuff, seeing the people that you know from famous other movies. I mean, like seeing them back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Chud. Uh, I can't remember the guy, but from Home Alone. I know John Goodman was in Chud. Was he John Goodman? Pretty sure he was in it. Yeah. But the the one guy, uh, the crazy motherfucker that's walking around. He's uh, he's from Home Alone. Uh, I can't remember his name, but he's in it. I'm like, oh my god, I know that guy. You know, it's like <laughs> because honestly, most people get into mainstream movies before they get into horror movies, and they go backwards. A lot yeah. of guys don't go. You know, I'm eight. I'm just gonna watch. Uh, you know. Uh, all these uh, zombie. I'm gonna watch Dawn of the Dead. I'm gonna watch this. No, you're not. You're eight. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, you're gonna watch Home Alone, and then you're gonna know that guy. And then when you're eight, you know, thirteen, then you're gonna watch, you know, Chud, and you go, oh, that guy. So it yeah. is pretty fun to go back and watch all these movies and pick people out. I mean, like, oh, George Kennedy's in Death Ship. Look at that, you know, and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Uh, oh, look, but- George, oh, Lord, look, George Kennedy's in every low low rent horror movie back in the 1980s. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There you go. Yeah. <laughs> anyhow, it's pretty fun. It's a, it's a fun film. I, I mean, definitely you guys put down your list of movies you like to watch mm-hmm. on Halloween and cheese ball recommendations. Yeah. Um, if, if you guys want to leave lists uh, either under the YouTube video or post it to us or email it to us on the uh, Podbean site, we'll uh, read out your lists uh, on the next uh, episode we record. We're going to be doing uh, the Mario Bava episode next week. We're also probably going to do, be doing the Bruno Mattei one next week, so we just have one in the can So because I'm going to be taking a vacation sometime this month. So Yeah, so if, if you have your own <laughs> list of Halloween films that you like to watch, whether it's like a serious list or uh, just a list for like sort of party films that you want to sit down and enjoy with your friends uh please send it to us we will read it out on the air and uh, see if we agree or disagree with your choices see if you're incredibly stupid or if you're incredibly immaculate in your you in are your... pertinent in your decisions my friend yes yes or uh, you're a complete imbecile 
<laughs> and I'm going to be peppering all kinds of uh, Halloween stuff through this uh, episode as far as uh, music goes. I'll, I'll probably put like one or two songs right in the middle between our uh, serious lists and our uh, party lists. What do you think? AKA the whole theme song from Halloween, like a whole soundtrack. He's just going to layer on with a spoon. Lori <laughs> knows in there and the thing and all this stuff. He's going to put it on. Lori knows is one of my favorite things from the Halloween besides the main theme. Mm-hmm. Boom, 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 boom. So, do you want to? Do you want me to stick that one on the end? We could go sure. to that one. Yeah. Tell people where they can find you on your interweb, there, Paul. And you got to go to YouTube.com/slash/pabrewnews to check out the uh, the beer scenes and in various uh, beers reviews, whatnots, and etc. Also. I've been popping up some other stuff down again about horror movies that I've gotten and things like that. But then you can find me on Facebook, PA Brew News, and also on YouTube for any underground metal kind of stuff to uh, youtube.com slash funeraldust666. Awesome. All right. So, yeah, guys, uh, come in with your lists. Come in with comments, questions, uh, recommendations, uh, stuff you want us to cover in future episodes. And we will be back here soon, sooner than later. And uh, thank you, Paul, for joining me. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to They Must Be Destroyed on site. For our other episodes, links to Daniel, Paul, and Lee's other stuff, and links to some great podcasts of similar interest, visit us at tmbdos.podbean.com. There you can leave us comments on the site or directly email us. We listen and respond to everything. Thank you. 
drive through. <laughs>